So we've got the stream going. We're taking over whatever was going on on Radio Vegas. Dot rocks is now is now become us. We are the thing now. And uh, you don't know what it is yet. Prepare. It's this. Yeah. Did it back. Okay, so we're on those two streams, but uh, goof off a second because I don't see audio on the... Oh, you know what? Did I not... We might have like a like a bonus throwaway video stream yeah. <laughs> on the regular thing. Anyway, greasyconversation.com is where you go to find all the news notes and figure out what it is we're talking about. And uh, just to be fair to everybody else, check it out. Okay, so RadioVegas.rocks. Love you to death. You're super important. And everything I put on the screen, I'm going to describe to you. But also you can go to greasyconversation.com, see some video streams of this. And for the people looking at that stream, check it out. It's greasy conversation. We got Tommy Todd. That's a fresh bonus intro. We've got the submarine of news. We're deep diving. It's going to happen. Uh, it's a fun, uh, like, grab bag of excitement. Which thing I'm going to mess up on any particular episode <laughs> in today. I forgot to make sure some of the streams had audio. So thank you for coming back to us. If you went to a, a stream, you didn't hear anything. Fresh stream. We're restreaming. Double stream. We're crossing the streams, and it's happening. And we introduce the guest, Tommy Todd. We've Hello. been <laughs> spoiled with, like, not a lot of guests lately. We've done like music shows in in between Pandy, and then like snuck in some like easy guests we know really well. You're our first intro to like uh, showing a new person the madness fresh. Your first fresh madness introduction. Well, I was in a minute. originally supposed to be on like the week that uh, yeah. this whole pandy oh, started. Really? Yeah. Get like the main week things went down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, crazy. Because you, I'm glad that you called me and canceled because I was on the verge of like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's looking iffy. Yeah. I think we all feel like. It was, it was, everyone was feeling that way at yeah. first. It's like, oh man, we probably should, but don't like, don't want to. But right, the night I before know. I worked, it was the last Caesar's property show. They're, they have a burlesque show that I was doing uh, cues for, like backstage stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, I got to be in in the last show before oh, wow. everything shut down. Damn. So we've got like a particularly thick episode today. And if we don't miss anything, and even as we're going through things maybe too fast sometimes, if you go to greasyconversation.com, there's a post on this particular episode. And on that post, you're going to see a live Google Doc. And on that, you can play with the very same notes that I've got right here to look at. Did you guys feel the earthquake? Yeah, I... That you had the time. What time did that happen? It was like early 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I like I had passed out on my couch and then I woke up and I'm like, am I just like really fucked up right now? Or is, is are things shaking? I'm in that like weed kratom 4 a.m. haze, you know, of like uh, not knowing why I passed out on my couch. And then like I was like, is there an earthquake? Is this what earthquakes feel like? Like from really far away? I don't know. Yeah, I was legit rolling around. I felt yeah. wheezy. I felt wheezy. I felt woozy. 
The one letter changes it a lot. Yeah. It's all swirly aroundy, like vertigo. That's the word I was hunting for. Yeah, you're, you get vertigo too? Yeah. Yeah, I hope. I didn't know, but the last one that was fairly large, that was what, like last year? Yeah, like yeah, late I think last it was. year. Um, that one gave me vertigo pretty wicked. I was like, fuck, man. I didn't feel this one, but the, the one from from last year, I, I wish I could remember it was like what six month months, it was. eight months ago or something. It was yeah. during First Friday, and I was actually I was doing a, a show, uh, an improv show. Oh yeah. And like it started going, and there was a big chandelier hanging from uh, the room that we were in at uh, Cockroach Theater, and it was swinging. And I had no like I was on stage, and I don't know the protocol. Like I'm from the Midwest. If there's a tornado, <laughs> I can yeah. help find shelter. But like I didn't know if I should be like. Everybody out or or what? Just like lay on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I yeah I didn't I slipped through this one. There's a six point seven, which is uh, yeah I think it was probably far enough away that it was fairly weak mm -hmm. on our side of the. Yeah, it wouldn't have woken me up. It definitely wouldn't have woke me up. I was already up and goofing off and just thinking I had like a blood sugar issue going on or I was dehydrated <laughs> or something. And then I, I did the same thing where I saw something swinging. Uh, there was a light that was just moving around a couple inches. And I was like, I definitely didn't bump into that light up there. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, did my cats dose me again, man? Like, shit, what's going on? It's a crazy feeling, though. Like, I, you know, you've, if you've been, like, standing on, a, like, a vehicle that's moving, like, it, it's different from that. It feels... Very different. It feels really like it's not a real thing happening, like you're hallucinating it. Right. Yeah. Really does. I couldn't imagine being like in an actual earthquake. Fuck that shit, man. Yeah, seriously. Nah. nah, but yeah. But that's only like the first chunk of stuff I have. Mostly I was like proud that I was awake for it. So I like posted in the news <laughs> like, look at this picture of it. I I'm found not, it on I'm like, after, you, after I saw you post that, I'm like, okay, okay. Like I wasn't just imagining that shit. Like <laughs> there really was an earthquake. All right. Of course you were up too, huh? Yeah, my sleep <laughs> schedule's been, like, super fucked, so... But, whatever. Ain't so got shit to do. We have expired news already. I had a thing about Nevada being the only state that didn't have a place to sign up for the unemployment insurance. For in independent... Yeah, for or, independent or contractors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's federal money for that, but no way to get it without the state setting you up with a route. But that's, that's fixed, apparently, all of a sudden today, I found out. Since yesterday, yeah. They just yeah. launched yesterday. So, yeah, and it's crazy, like... You would think that Nevada would have, like, a significant, like, compared to other, we're the last state in the union to get it. And, uh, like, I, I feel like our, the, the, the percentage of gig workers here in Nevada, I would imagine, be high, would compare to be higher than most, think, other, yeah. most other states. Yeah, and, like, our, the regular unemployment was, like, we handled that pretty quick. Like, they updated the website. I mean, it was, like, a couple weeks that you couldn't like file or get through on the phone, but they updated the website fairly quickly compared to other, like other states where some of them were just a total shit show and people like are probably not getting unemployment ever. Well, it's still, uh, it's still really hard to get, cause I was, I was uh, trying to secure that before I basically gave up and got the gig one. There was a good uh, month where every day, 8 a.m. till Call. Yeah. Just, Five, six hundred calls a day. Right. Uh, trying to get through. Yeah, I would. I would call uh, 
But mine only lasted because I'd finally get through at like 10.30 or 11, and I'd get the automated recording, and then it's like, oh, the queue's full. Right. I'm it like, was, oh, uh, if you didn't get in by 9.30, yeah, that's what fucked. I found. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just weren't getting mm-hmm. fucked. But, I mean, other, I mean, it's difficult, but I guess I think we handled it slightly better than some other states, which I don't know if that's saying much. <laughs> like, hey, we handled it better than Florida. <laughs> right. Gosh, yeah. But, like, that's just the terrible bar. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, like, the lowest bar. We definitely were worse than Florida with our independent contractors. And in yeah, an entertainment totally. state like this, that's that's inexcusable. Well, I don't know if, like, Florida handled it either. I mean, maybe they had it, like, technically available. <laughs> okay. But, like... <laughs> Delivery. Yeah, like, you can't... So what, like, you can theoretically file, you know, it's, like... Shit ton of people are never getting unemployment money. <laughs> Just not happening. Not even back payment. Guarantee you. Well, they had to uh, basically buy, like, the, the old system is just so outdated. Yeah. Like, they, they, it took as long as it did because they were trying to figure out how to do it with their old system. And eventually they were like, this is impossible. We just need to, they, they eventually contracted uh, some private company that had worked with other states and just, basically took the same software and yeah i think they were using some like programming language that isn't even used anymore right what was it cobalt oh no yeah that's way ancient yeah right that's for like computers yeah so like that was part of the issue is a lot of these a lot of states just use like ancient fucking technology and never bothered to update it so that's like what my grandfather programmed in at the University of Michigan. He was like the first blind computer programmer. Oh, really? He had like this teletype terminal with, uh, that would print Braille. So it'd like, <laughs> you'd feel the Braille out and be like, oh, I have an error here. Well, that's <laughs> it's not insane. Easy. Right. They're like <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the old computer systems where you'd like punch out on a paper card and then feed it into the machine. Yeah, that was like a job for teenagers is to feed a punch card machine. Yeah. You could go do that. Right. That was our old system and now here we are. Right. (laughs) I had a rut, like, I got, I lost my job, my my normal job in January, but I've been doing enough gig work that I was like, okay, it's not that big a deal. I'll just, uh, I'll lean into that. I'll, I'll, I'll start actually pursuing it and get more opportunities and it was just the worst timing in the world like yeah for sure was it like a total layoff or just a furlough uh it was mid-january and uh i got uh i was technically fired uh for uh, i'll show some awesome fired stories it makes you feel better after whatever you're about to say okay well i (laughs) uh i basically it was it was four attendance i was i was late uh one too many times and uh but they worked on a point system at my old job and one of my points wasn't valid and i had like uh proof through emails that it wasn't um and so that's like basically once quarantine started that's what i was trying like i had applied for regular unemployment trying to be like hey look it wasn't my fault i should get unemployment from this company uh and I, it just never got straightened out. And so uh, I had made, I'd earned enough through my gig work on top of my regular job that I qualified for this new PUA. Thank goodness. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, like that happened to me with Best Buy where like I had a couple attendance things, but I had cleared them first and my wife at the time had cancer and I had to keep going to her radiology things. It was so lame and I was trying to get even like, I didn't have any attendance thing I didn't clear with someone and there was just this one event that I showed up at a different time than they expected me to, even though I set up to show up at that time and they counted it. Mostly because I was up to get a promotion that the two people that had the power to fire me wanted that job. Oh, so it was very my. easy for them to look for any reason to fire me so I didn't skip over them for this other store. So just like so obviously like that. And I could have fought it, but I got a better job right after. Yeah. But the things I deserved to be fired for were the delicious ones. <laughs> uh, Greg has heard about the... Um, Verizon 411 job where they had these special keyboards with a bunch of extra keys and I relabeled a bunch of them. There was a bunch of blank keys and I brought a label maker and I went and popped the caps off and I would pass labels to people through the cubicles to label their keys and we got like half the floor. There was uh, keys that said things like summon gnome, uh, <laughs> enchant, uh, call Yoda. One was just eggs. That was my favorite one. Wasn't there one that was like suicide? <laughs> yeah, there was like, like a kill self button. Yeah, I got self. particularly in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eject was one. That was my other favorite. Nice. So Were they you just, just slam. They didn't do anything. They so were truly just... blank. Like they, there was no nothing mapped to them on the. Yeah, these were ones that weren't mapped because yeah. I would hit the unmapped ones any all the time just for sport. Right. So I knew that, and uh, it was awesome in that there was like all this ergonomic care but no care for the temperature. They're like, uh, according to California law, we don't have to make it any cooler in here than 86. So you just have to survive at 86. Damn. So all sweating and stinking. And um, like the schedule could be flexible with the way the computer like managed it. And they still were like hard line about filling it to maximum uh, that they could. And when they couldn't lose like a single person the way they scheduled it, it was just really, uh, the bare minimum they could legally treat you. And there was a union, and the union was just like total, the most bend over union ever. <laughs> it was the, IBU is the electrical workers union. Cause the, they lost the other union, <laughs> Verizon. <laughs> they couldn't keep, a, they had to use unions for this for some reason. Or I think it was so they wouldn't unionize. Cause the way they were treating the 401 people, they would unionize if they didn't only just buy, get people from a union, mm -hmm. like force a union. So they found the least related, most like pussy union they could. And of yeah, and they, they disavowed the previous union because they were sticking up for their workers too much. Wow. Verizon. Apologies Verizon. to any electrical workers out there that are proud of the IBW. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's great when it's not. This is California, too. I can make fun of that union in California legally since I'm in Nevada. Yeah, legally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're in California, you California IBUs. Watch out, man. Get out of here. <laughs> oh man! Meanwhile, this is practically a suburb of that cal of that state, anyway. But yeah, I don't right. mean it. I, I love electrical workers, so. I I got one fired story when I was in high school. My first job was Office Max, right? Yeah, Office Max. Can't remember if it's that or the Depot. Whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> they own each other now, anyway. Right, and then uh, I'd worked there for a while, like a year or so, and then some dude comes in, and he's like from corporate or something, right? Or like loss prevention. And he takes everyone in the office like one by one eventually. And I was like 16 at the time, maybe 17 or something. And uh, he was totally like uh, like a dude from like some cop show. Like he just watched cop shows, like a detective shows his entire life. And he like really wanted to be a detective. But 
Instead, he worked at loss prevention for Office Max. <laughs> so he's like hella intimidating me as like a 16-year-old, like naive kid telling me all this like crazy shit. There's like cameras all over the place. <laughs> and uh, trying to get like coerce me to admit to stealing stuff. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I just didn't want to like be there anymore. So I'm like, I mean, yeah, I picked up like pens here and there, man, you know, but like <laughs> they were just laying around, you know. And, uh, yeah, back on April 9th, uh, we came up a couple reams of paper short in inventory. You got any, uh, <laughs> right? It was God, totally crazy. More than one ream? Right. What a monster! <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Golly, that's yeah. abusive. But it, so I just like said shit just so I thought like he would like let me leave because I just more than anything wanted to be out of there. Yeah. And uh, then I got fired. Womp womp, but that's all right. It's fucking Office Max. Who cares? Oh, man. Uh, I had uh, one job that, like, it was right after the Best Buy one. And I was really bitter. And then things were going south with my ex-wife. And I was just, like, projecting things in the, uh, into pranks. <laughs> and it was computer rental. So it was plasma screens back then. And uh, they would get burn in. And there was this program that was just a PowerPoint that would cycle slides of red, green, and blue just hold those pixels and let them like burn in equally and mm. it would get burn in off the plasma screens. And I put in like just text that was barely a different color, the word poop <laughs> in all the slides. So someone thought the screen just would not get poop unburned in from the corner for like a couple days until they realized it was in the file. Unfortunately, they thought it was funny. But what they didn't think was funny is when I commandeered trade show furniture because we'd rent computers to like a trade show mm -hmm. and you know there's furniture around and plants we had like a a walled in area for staging our computer gear that was and like cases for things for the computers that were rent at this trade show and uh i just dragged a couch and a plant into our like walled in area and it messed up all their counts as far as what was there for the oh, show man. <laughs> yeah things got wild <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the one moving did. furniture sounds crazy. <laughs> All right. So hey, before we get into the next segment, I just want to welcome the people that are just coming in right now to Greasy Conversation. You know already, <laughs> but I had an issue with the Facebook stream, so that's just oh, coming gotcha. in fresh. But don't feel like you have to go run to the audio recording. It's just the very beginning kind of introduction. So just hang in there and keep trucking with us as we keep going. <laughs> All right, what's the next? <laughs> All right, so real quick, I found this, and it's, uh, so I guess there's this event where Jupiter, Venus, and the moon line up, and, like, the moon is in a, a crescent, so it looks like a smiley face. Oh, it's, like, bonus smiley face sky right now. Yeah, but it happened last night, so we're fucked. So we don't see the smiley face We tonight? all missed it. There's pictures of it. Oh, that was, la I know. I, sw I think I thought for some reason that it was on Thursday, and I was it's really like upset when I didn't see it. Oh, man. <laughs> I yeah. want to see it, too. It I want to uh, make fun of the, that, but, like, I really want to see it, too. I think it's, like, one of the bottom links in there. Um, this graphic they have for it is not bad. Yeah, and the next one is scheduled to happen in scheduled. 2065. That's when they're planning on it. Yeah. Well, that's when everything winds up. Not like we scheduled <laughs> it. Not like we, like, coordinated with, you know, what are you doing in 2065, Jupiter? Put on a happy space. All right. Yeah. That's chipper. It's kind of cool. Just like weird, but it seems like this, uh, like it's an, it's an ironic space smile. Like y'all are fucked. 
Right. Feel oh, bad for Earth right now. It's grinning down sinisterly. Right. I missed that. I also missed. Uh, there was supposed to be a uh, the 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 satellites that uh, the Starlink satellites. Oh that yeah yeah Elon yeah. Was, uh, there was supposed to be a bright viewing on Cinco de Mayo. I went like I missed the moon, uh, but just from my yard, I went to a park to watch the Starlink satellites, and I missed like I couldn't see those either. Like, uh. I, I feel like I. They're so small. Are they really visible? I haven't heard anything about looking at them. Yeah. Just barely. They, yeah, and they actually have a website that, uh, oh, sick. that will let you know, like, because it's, uh, I think they're supposed to be visible semi regularly, mm-hmm. but it'll even say, like, oh, they'll be really visible on this night or they'll be, uh, uh, you know, like low light. Nice. Maybe visible. Part I'm really excited about with Starlink uh, this is Elon Musk's satellite internet. Um, endeavor. The satellites are closer to the ground than previous satellite internet junk that you can get in rural communities now. It has way worse latency and you still have to upload to the phone line on some of them, stuff like that. But this is something that could really replace our regular internet situation, finally. Yeah. Since Google Fiber is DOA, it's really really dreaming of some fiber. Yeah. No fiber. CenturyLink has like faux fiber. It's just, it's fiber maybe to the street. Fiber yeah. maybe to the end of the street. But, like, if you can even get service to where you live. Yeah, it's not fiber to your house. There's clumps in the middle of town that are still, like, old DSL phone lines. So CenturyLink's really hit or miss, too. I'm just calling out companies right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them, man. B- before we go too much further with space news, instead of segue into the exoplanets right away, I really want to talk about Cannonball Run. Yeah, lay it on me. Have you heard about Cannonball Run, Tommy? Uh, like as a tradition, I, I honestly. Like the movies. Oh, wait, yeah. are you talking about the the actual cannonball run? Yeah, the traditional thing. I I'm familiar with it. I think isn't it just uh, yeah coast like, to coast, quick like the fastest. Uh, yeah, how fast time? you can get from one coast to the other. There's a specific mm-hmm. start and end point that I don't remember, but uh, there's since Pandy time, it's been broken seven times already. <laughs> it's just getting destroyed. So oh, in the no record kid. books, those people are all getting asterisks. Because <laughs> there was, like, no traffic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or it's, way of reduced traffic. Some people were, like, just shy of the record by, like, a few minutes from talking to, like, one cop or something. But it's exciting. VinWiki has the best breakdown of it. That's uh, the site by the dude that had the previous record before all this. Uh, V-I-N Wiki. It's a really fun site for car stuff anyhow. But they strap t- tanks in the back of the car and you... You get a car that's kind of a sleeper, like a Mercedes or a BMW or something that you don't know if it's like a basic old man or like a, a turbo V8 situation. Mm-hmm. And or are they doing? Are they sending uh, like lead cars ahead to yes. like kind of smoking the bandit style? Or absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't break this record without a network of spotter cars mm-hmm. that are like f- friends across the nation that go and. Uh, keep an eye on a certain area they don't necessarily have to speed and get caught either um if they are just traversing that section of highway and keeping an eye and then you have fancy radar and then what was the other thing uh there is another deal with it oh i just want to mention that they travel like they were averaging 120 130 through some cities average damn that's crazy (laughs) That, that statistic alone has got me stoked on Cannonball. Not that I'm going to do it, but 
following it is interesting. What they do with these vehicles. There's some cool stories behind it. Donut Media has a podcast called Past Gas. It's a great place to hear the story of uh, Cannonball Run from the beginning. Because it started as like a rebellious like movement against the government and against like a nanny state of speed limits when people can determine what speed their modern cars can be uh, operated at safely on their own. These are adults that went and got a driver's license. They should know what they can handle going in their car. And that was like the spirit of the movement. Yeah. Just kind of cool, cool way to rebel. Just yeah, right. break the speed limit a lot. Just speed across the entire country. Yeah. I love it. So when you like, you have to sign up and then do you sign up with your own car? If there's not it? a sign up thing, it's not official because it would oh, be illegal. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's entirely uh, like an underground um, friends and emails kind of thing. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. It's kind of cool. <laughs> they Honor made a, a pretty good i think it's an accurate documentary with i think dom de louise is in it <laughs> oh really pretty with, accurate uh, documentary <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's I worth checking a, out they i made saw a it as a kid too. i need to see it again <laughs> dom de louise. yeah it's hilarious so uh should we s- slide further into some of the space news because we found two killer exoplanets that's a hip thing that happens now turns out just a year ago we weren't sure any star really had a planet around it for sure and uh it was actually maybe it was closer to two years ago because i remember we talked about on this show when it was first confirmed that there was definitely orbiting bodies around the other stars from the way planets were blocking the light or at least maybe it had been confirmed that much but we had the first uh info about what these things were made of Mm -hmm. anyway there's a new space probe that's able to spot the crap out of these exoplanets and there was a couple earth shaped ones that we found about a year year and a half ago well what's this is a big deal what is the what is the difference between an exoplanet and a just a planet like we're on a planet right we're not on an exoplanet well exoplanets just mean around a different star than ours okay so it's like all the planets that aren't ours okay that aren't, that aren't our suns i'm taking possession of the whole solar system <laughs> <laughs> that's okay yeah so other suns stars are exoplanets and um, uh, I'm smooshing it all around, but if I remember right, uh, even knowing there's exoplanets is pretty new, and for sure knowing that there's ones that have uh, Earth-like distance from the star and atmosphere situation, we found like two of those about six months ago in a clump of like 17. But they're like, this probe's got like 240 or something more that we're still looking at the data on. And in going through that data, we've got a one in a million super earth and one that Greg found with iron in its atmosphere. So did like, I, fi- I think you, did I find that one? That, w- that might've been Ange. shout out to Ange yeah. Kerfoot. She's coming hot with the, yeah, a lot of the news. Yeah. Well, I could have been in like a news finding haze where I just like, I'm sure you hazed this one. Cause yeah. this one's so Greggy. <laughs> so copper in the atmosphere. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy, like fucking planets out there, man. That like rain, molten metal or diamonds and shit. Raining so. diamonds was one we found. Yeah. It's like way crazier than No Man's Sky. <laughs> right. <laughs> and described as an ultra hot Jupiter, this gaseous giant lies so close to its host star that it orbits the whole sun the whole year there is only 36 hours. Doesn't look like it's a good one to hang out at with uh, <laughs> right. breathing in molten metal and stuff. 
But this super earth, on the other hand, uh, this is crazy. CNET wishes they could go. Well, now that we're like finding a lot of these exoplanets, there's a lot that are like in the right habitable zone for what we consider like necessary for life, as far as we know. So it, it might be pretty common that there's like other little people type people out there. Yeah, it's like a like a big chubby bonus Earth. It just has <laughs> extra stuff we could use, built, make uh, make shots keys out of. Ten times, little. ten times more massive than Earth. Twenty-five thousand light years. Ten times more mass. So would that? I guess it, it would depend you, on the, the, the gravity the density. situation. Though, I don't know. Yeah, if right. If, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on this. I'm moving over to this place because <laughs> I'll be like ten times fatter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew's gonna kill me. I'm just scrolling back and forth in the text. Yeah. It's real compelling. <laughs> I, that would, that would suck to weigh like, twenty five hundred pounds. I know. Right? <laughs> like, That's exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> oh hey, shout out to Australian correspondent John Fox. G'day, John Fox. Uh, What's up, if man? you look up John Bonham Fox on the old Book of Faces, there's a cool thing. He'll probably post this in the chat too, since I'm bringing it up. But he's celebrating Chris Cornell tomorrow of Soundgarden. And a bunch of rad covers and a live performance. Oh, yeah? So, nice. yeah. John, you can post a link to that in the chat, ideally. I mean, I could later, but I'll probably forget. Koba in the Twitch, representing the Twitch, coast to coast. Also in Australia. We're doubling up the Australia. What up, Buck? Uh, we should do a thing on Buck, Gambler. Oh, yeah, the Gambler 500. That's similar, too. So, yeah, we're going to talk about cars uh, a couple times upcomingly. Stick around. No, John's not in Australia anymore. That's right. I forgot. Okay. But you still represent Australia, I determined. <laughs> so. Did, oh, you know what? It's already Bob Thornton hour. It is. Holy holy crap. So we've got to pay some Billy Bobs. And I'm going to send it over to those people for that. Hold on to your butts. Listen up. The soap you shower with? It's you probably haven't even questioned what bar of soap you lather up with. Let's face it, most guys don't. They're still using whatever bar their mommy bought for her little man. Is that what you want? To smell like mama's little man? Ugh. But now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. To subscribe to Dr. Squatch, visit RadioVegas.rocks and click on the banner. Or don't. And continue to be mama's little You got it? You want me to do it? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Real quick, the Squatch soaps, uh, Dr. Squatch. I actually have some in the shower. I've rubbed it all over myself. I had a good time. Smells great. I picked the one that's got like a moss situation, like moss was in the name, and I really love moss. So I just had like a jungle experience in there, and it felt great. I felt exfoliated, but not too exfoliated. Anyway, let's keep trucking. Why do we love the golden yeah. tiki so much? How about the handcrafted tiki drinks made with freshly squeezed juices, homemade syrups, and top shelf foods? These aren't your cruise ship pre-mixed cocktails. These specialty drinks take time and are for the true cocktail enthusiasts. Located in the strip mall in Chinatown, it's truly a hidden hideaway. 
Well, and if you don't know the address, it's 3939 Spring Mountain Road. This place is what my tiki bar dreams are made of, an adult version to Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, complete with alcohol-infused Dole Whip and Dirty Talking Birds, with drink names like Navy Grog, Terrible Twisted, and Dirty Banana. And last but not least, a shot of empathy named Kraken. These drinks will have you back and back again. From the kick-ass atmosphere, hidden Easter eggs in the bar, like Bigfoot's footprint, and don't forget to rub the golden dong for good luck. From live music to DJs that will make you feel like you're on a tropical vacation, the Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. That's the Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. Quality Rock is on the air. It used to be LV Classic Rock, but truth is we outgrew and outlasted the Classic Rock format with the time-tested best rock and roll artists and songs ever. Only the highest quality rock, the music you've loved for years and years, and a great lineup of shows and personalities. Jeff Dorsett, Gary Jackson, Crazy J, Tom Seaborn, Will Meadows, and even Dr. Duck's Guitar Prescription. Better than Classic Rock, it's High Quality Rock at HighQualityRock.com. Take High Quality Rock with you using the free Radio Vegas Rocks app. All right, we are back. It's Greasy Conversation on Radio Vegas Dot Rocks. And we've got Tommy Todd, we've got Dank News, and it's trucking. We're doing it. It's an extra greasy episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. So greasy, you got to do it with the Z sound. Yeah. Greasy. <laughs> There's droplets forming on the walls and stuff. There's condensation. <laughs> All right, we got this. Uh, so some researchers in the Antarctic had an experience with that penguin jankum. Wait. Penguin Jankum. <laughs> penguin Peepoo? Put into a bottle. I yeah. know this is your article. Allowed to ferment. <laughs> yeah. And then breathe in. Yeah, so these researchers, so apparently, like, penguin poop is really uh, concentrated with nitrous oxide, which is just laughing gas. Um, yeah, so they were doing some research. On the effect of the nitrous oxide, like, uh, as far as for the climate, but they got a little too comfy with all that, that penguin guano and <laughs> got a little, went on a little adventure. Is it illegal to own a penguin? <laughs> 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 it is now, shit. Right. I could see, yeah, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, one day when they allow, uh, like marijuana actual like lounges i want to mm. open one and have a penguin and like, ha- like yeah you can go smoke your your doja or you can come over and uh take your it head up a notch the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stick your head in the penguin shit box and wait am, am i allowed to say yeah okay sure. yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> sorry hell yeah do your penguin shit boxes that i mean there's got there's you know just get some Get some whippets or something, you know. It's got to be an expensive situation because it's got to be expensive to own a penguin, and then build the enclosure and the special enclosure to have like the the nozzle. It's just like so much work into this drug compared to. Well, is it really all that expensive? Like, I've seen March of the Penguins. They go <laughs> a long time without food. Oh, like food between factor. meals, you know. I mean, I, if I had a penguin, I would want to feed it every day. But, like, yeah, I'm sure you know, in March of the Penguins, like, one of them goes out for food and is gone 
for I don't know how I, it, it hasn't been that long. But Forever. I feel like you could feed him like twice a week and yeah, yeah. still be okay. Right. Well, you got to feed him like more than you usually would because you got to keep that. Got to keep a, a fresh flow of that that penguin guano. You do that's need the guano. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to okay. overfeed him. Yeah. That's a fact. I mean, not not too much, but <laughs> enough to just keep a steady supply. You know. It's like foie gras. Got to keep them them jankum junkies. <laughs> on the hook, man. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm seeing, like, terrible visions of, like, penguins being force-fed. Oh, like, God. Like, with the foie gras. Okay. That's terrible. Squeezing the penguin out in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. All right, new topic. We're all going to hell. Thank you. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. All right. Lows that I'll some more. I'll some more animal news. So, like, the last few weeks, we've had a lot of stories about invasive species. Oh, yeah. We had the murder wasps. And then there were those... Uh, Mantises that eat the murder wasps? No, murder hornets. And then, hornets. The, then the wasps. Then the other wasps from... Also from Japan. That oh, are just like really... Moths, the gypsy moths, too. Gypsy moths. That's what they were. This has become such a wildlife podcast. Right? <laughs> and now, in Georgia, they're asking uh, for public help to eradicate a four-foot lizard. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, just it's, one lizard, just one rogue lizard. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really fucking mean, though. Dude. All right, he's got a sword and everything, man. What's it's, his it's name? crazy. Now, so this is a, a there are black and white tagus lizards. They're native to Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, Dang. and uh, so, but now they're in Georgia, and they say they can have a negative impact because these things just pretty much eat like whatever the fuck they want of like any animal that's around like that they can eat they'll just eat it uh eggs all kinds of shit so like you know so we know it's uh multiple lizards but say it were one lizard and you were like working for the newspaper and they're like we need a name for this terrible terrible lizard that's driving everybody nuts like what do we what do we name this fella like does it have to be like a human name of just someone that's like always an asshole? Yeah. But you know, there's like the Karen for women. That's like Karen's always the the woman that speaks to the manager. You know, so like there'd have to be one. Like can't be Kyle. It just have to be some other like dick name. Little Stompy. Well, they're invasive, right? And yeah. so they're wanting to get rid- like. Why don't you name them like the the tastes like chicken lizard or the? Because it'll get people excited to kill them and eat them. Right. Take down well, that's that what population. I'm well, yeah, that's right. that, that's what they want to do. The Colonel so. Sanders. Oh, so Colonel Sanders is taking over the town. You know what you got to do. Or like the, the dark chocolate lizard. <laughs> right. Man, I, but like how, how are people going to help? Eleven herbs and spices. That's how they're going to help. <laughs> right. I mean, they're, so these things aren't like, and they're maybe like four feet long, but they're not like massive. They only weigh like 10 pounds. So they're not like. Komodo dragon style lizards where they're fucking terrifying. But like you just like round up a, a little lizard gang and go like brain them with some baseball bats. Like is that what we're doing? Buck says call him Richard. Shout out Steven who had the Karen idea too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could call him Richard. But I was like, you know, calling him Dick would be too obvious. So you have to be like uh I don't know. I'm still on eating him. Now like make that skin into a nice George. handbag. The George. skin looks expensive. Yeah, that I would, I'd buy shoes with that. Yeah, that yeah, drink. man. What you gotta do is just like kill one, 
Just hollow it out, slip the feet right in them. <laughs> Get that, that real fresh, like, fucking boot. Its legs are flopping around the side of your feet. Oh, man. And then someone, ste- so someone steps on the heel and, like, the tail pops off. Uh, Fuck. It'll grow back. Not my fucking boots. My brand new <laughs> fucking black and white Tegas lizard boots. I've got a bunch of lizards that hang out on uh, my backyard wall. Nice. And they, they come out. And uh, they do this like flexing thing where they, oh, they, the they come thing. out. No, 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 they do like push ups. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll do like, they'll pop in like 10 push ups and be like, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up? They're like the little, the little geckos, right? They crawl all over the walls and shit. Uh huh. Yeah. Those, uh, are, those like find my, the, their way into my house and then my cats eat them and I feel, feel bad. Yeah. I mean, there's like tons of them, but still. Wish the cats, cool. they, they eat them so slowly too. They yeah, they don't even like eat them. They just like around. they just yeah. kill them until they don't run around anymore. Yeah, just like oh, you're, all right. This toy's broke. New toy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Pretty Fucking gnarly. Dicks. Cats destroy everything. Like house cats, are like behind this whole tiny like murder world behind <laughs> behind the scenes. Like I was reading some, just some ra- I can't remember what. Oh, because I was reading about. Uh, Whatever. I think it was like Trump saying something about win- his like cam- crusade against like windmills, like uh, for uh, killing like the producing birds. energy. But like he says, like kill a bunch of birds, and they don't really kill that many birds. And like cats kill a shit ton of fucking birds, which I don't know how many, but it's like 2.3 billion birds or some shit in a year, which is like insane. I could see that. But just like ra- normal cats running around the neighborhood just murdering birds. All day. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else you see in the wildlife category since we're in that pocket at the moment? Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's a ton in the wildlife category. Um, <laughs> I can see your screen right now in the upper camera. Oh, really? You, you're just looking at Elon Musk on Rogan. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's an Elon Musk one about uh, Neuralink. But uh, so new... Uh, theory of Tyrannosaurus Rex that it what didn't ever run and it just had like very large legs just so it could like walk forever and never oh. get tired. So, like you could just run away from it and you'd be totally fine if it was <laughs> if it was a Jurassic Park situation. So once again, Jurassic Park let me down, and it wasn't at all realistic. That raptor though, that's the thing. The real star of Jurassic Park was the the raptor. I what? didn't even know that was a thing before that movie. I, I didn't grab it, but there was also an article I ran across that was saying there's research and these uh, researchers think that raptors didn't hunt in packs either. <laughs> so Jurassic Park was just a fucking farce from the get-go. Well, yeah. it was also like raptors were like, they were closer to like three feet tall. They weren't anywhere near as big as they yeah. were. Yeah, uh, there were like a few different kinds of uh, raptors. I don't know if any of them got that big. I think like the three feet ones were the less larger they got. So yeah. I mean, there are some liberties taken with Jurassic Park, but it was fun, man. Yeah. Well, I, I read a, I worked at a, a children's science museum years ago. And nice. uh, whenever there weren't kids, they would allow you to read as long as it was re- like books that were relevant to the kinds of stuff. And I read that, uh, so not only were uh, T-Rexes not like fast runners, but they were also like not great predators in general. They were more <laughs> just scavengers. Oh! That makes sense. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because they're... Just the way that they're built, they're... Uh, they can't, you know, like, they, actually catch 
prey. Right, like the useless arms, and uh, yeah, they would just go and try to find stuff that was already dead and chow scare down. Off, scare off the other predators. Mm-hmm. Just so trippy because they're so fucking large. Like, how does a creature get that large by being a predator? Or a scavenger, or a scavenger yeah. yeah. Man, imagine what they're scavenging. Right. That's the thing. But then, like, what? Like, did they just wait for, like, the giant fucking dinosaurs, like the brontosaurus or brachiosaurus, whatever the fuck ever? Or take out weak ones, too, like hyenas do. Yeah. Just wait for them to keel over. Mm -hmm. And and be violent enough that, like, the tigers don't want to deal with you for, like, their leftovers. Yeah. Hyenas got the numbers, but I guess Tyrannosaurus just had the, the size had it unlocked and feathers is another thing that blows my mind how much like dinosaurs were birds kind of thing i know this is, like not Toward new to anybody anymore but like it's still exciting to me. yeah <laughs> or what's like another weird thing to realize is that in all the movies and any like exhibits or anything and you always see dinosaurs like colored a certain way like no one actually knows what fucking color they were no. they could have all been like neon pink and shit you know yeah but it's just we're just like yeah they yeah i guess like you know it's like brown and green, you know? Yeah, that's good. So, I, since I know you have it up, oh, segue sound. The Neuralink thing, Elon Musk is being crazy optimistic on the timeline of that. Yeah, so I, I haven't really. Not like, that any of his timelines have ever been right, but stuff does eventually happen that he talks about. Yeah. We do land rockets now, which is insane. No one thought that was going to actually get pulled off, like landing the booster stage. Yeah, is, is crazy to reuse that so much, such a big fella, um, and landing just to like a rocket all sci-fi. Anyway, uh, so I believe him that something will eventually have, but I haven't even really like five dove in, dove into this Neuralink. What is it? Is it just supposed to be like a communication, like mental communication? Yeah, through some the, electronic medium. The way I look at it is, uh, it's first being played with with people that already need electrical stimulation in the brain to stop seizures and things like that but these electrodes when they're actually touching the brain can bi-directionally like swap you know electrical signals so they can pick up an electrical signal that's going on in that area and artificially cause one and it's extremely high resolution in there it's all microscopic like it's a really really microscopic tracings on that circuit board in the brain, uh, metaphorically. And it's more three-dimensional, like, layered. <clears throat> Excuse me. Than, like, tapping in, like, circuit bending, for example. But uh, if you have that kind of... The more you can increase the resolution without damaging things there, like, the more brain surface area you can touch without damaging the brain, the more the brain can learn to interface with that area. For example, um, if you were blind there's a thing that you can put on your tongue mm-hmm. and you can learn to see through patterns uh, on your tongue. Uh, so like the shape of an image appearing on your tongue, you'll map that to an image in your brain. <clears throat> yeah, it has like a camera attached to it and the camera sends the information onto your tongue and then your brain like rewires itself to interpret that as images. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so that's where I, I think the, the, at least the early stages of Neuralink are taking place with basically like that taken right to the surface of the brain where there's still like a layer of the brain having to learn to interface with that is is one thing but like the fact that uh 
we've already wasn't it last week or the week before you brought up a story where like a thought was actually transmitted yeah i know like uh they like were able, they were able th- to word? they were able to interpret um words just using brain patterns um yeah that was possible right but he like the idea of human language being obsolete like that's some crazy <laughs> yeah, like that seems you've got really it like far-fetched you're sending concepts to somebody that doesn't speak the same language of, as you, and it's making the actual like understanding yeah. of the concept obsolete because it's just, oh, we have the same, you have the idea that I had, yeah. and you understand the general idea behind it, which but is crazy. Then there's also a thing where like some people think more verbally, and yeah. then some people think uh, like in just abstract pictures and, and then they have and to find words and then they, they have to again. verbalize it but some people just have that constant inner dialogue we can't most people are kind of doing both at once and it's like whoever gets there first yeah so much parallel processing in the brain yeah I, totally i feel like the the cooler application that uh, i it's got to be connected somehow would be like uh, giant um robots that you can oh dude just like Pacific Rim? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. there. I'm I would love you. to chill on the couch and like have this giant robot like go grocery shopping for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's like wave <laughs> at people with the robot and like high five things. Dude, do you guys remember those like uh, movies from the, oh, they had to be like late 80s or early 90s. There was a slew of like giant robot fighting movies, like uh, Robot it was Wars. for a minute, yeah. Yeah, man. And it was just. It's that just concept, like, people in a building behind this, like, just giant robots fighting on a giant field. Even a so human-sized like, robot is kind of a giant robot. Yeah. Like, we don't yeah. deal with a lot of... Most, most of us don't see a robot besides, like, the printer. Right. So, like, even, like, a whole human-scale robot's impressive. Like, the, the most popular commercial robot rolling out right now is Spot, which um, I think we've got a thing on him today, too. Spot's by Boston Dynamics, makers of the... The Atlas robot that you see them beating up on YouTube. Uh, Boston Dynamics YouTube channel is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're a robot, you're going to feel like awkward about it. <laughs> well, but Spot was uh, keeping a, parks safe, right? Exactly. Like trying to keep people uh, from little, breaking quarantine or whatever. Yeah, that's like the little dog robot, right? Exactly. Does it have the arm on the head? Is it one of those? I know some of them have like mm-hmm. the, the... That's an optional accessory. It doesn't just come Dude, out the box as a dog with an arm, arm for head. a neck. Yeah. <laughs> I love that version, but it's unsettling. So, um, or how it like opens doors. Yeah. Dude, like once robots can open doors, like shit's over for humans, man. Before we go too far from Elon Musk and Neuralink, I just have to say that obsolete is a really strong word because I can understand language being like passe. Like, oh, language is going to be like less hip in five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. But like obsolete implies like almost like depreciated. When we haven't even, like, gotten rid of records yet. Like, records are back. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think it would be... I think it would just evolve and we'd have a new... Yeah. A new language, like a new mental language. We just That's, talk in words for sport. Like, it's just a hipster thing to do. Talk to each other. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it also implies, like... So, all forms of entertainment are now obsolete as well. Other than, like... Yeah. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the... the the neural connection movie and yeah. it yeah, takes like, two minutes to just oh i understand the concepts uh and that was very enjoyable or movie yeah movies would be weird so like you put a movie on none of the actors ever say anything 
and it's all just like transmitted, like the dialogue is all just transmitted directly into your brain. It's like abstract concepts mm -hmm. to interpret. And you know, that's, the, out, that's why we don't have 3D movies right now for the most part, or like 3D blockbusters, because uh, you need a narrator or a guide. So in a movie, someone's aiming the camera at the subject, but in a 360, in a 360 video, you get to decide where to look. So oh, people yeah. using that for storytelling instead of just like walking through a place and you can look where you want to look or a uh, music video, for example, there needs to be like cues or you like miss half the videos going on behind you. There's some really cool immersive music videos where there's, it's worth seeing a couple times and looking around at stuff. But for storytelling in a movie, it's like you got to put it on rails. So to speak. yeah, you yeah, still need those rails. Like, uh, yeah, I feel, I've done enough, uh, like, RPG playing where if you're going to give me the freedom to move around I'm going to I'm going to fuck up your, the DM's <laughs> whole idea of what the we're story like, is going to be we're never yeah. finishing this shit that there's a quest to the up. east I'll be like alright well what's what let's go let's see what's west right <laughs> so spot the robot back to that um, people are getting all uh, concerned about this being the beginning of some totalitarian thing but none of these people I think took a moment to see this thing pull a rickshaw so Adam Savage, you might know from Mythbusters, mm -hmm. got to borrow one of these from Boston Dynamics for like PR. They lent him one mm -hmm. just to see what he'd do with it. And first episode with it that wasn't just introducing everybody to it, he builds a rickshaw and has the thing pull him in a rickshaw. Wow. <laughs> it's so great. There's like a horn on it. It's just like a real steampunk elaborate rickshaw. That's, that the, future, that's the future I'm trying to get to, man. Tiptoeing him through the park. It's so good. Dude, what, wouldn't you feel like a king getting, like, towed around by, like, a robot dog? Yes. It's so Dude, good. Dude, that's, like, fucking royalty. You get to make your own custom crown and just rock that shit all day. I love it. I hope that's the general way that, that things, like, as technology continues to improve, I hope that they take these cool new scientific breakthroughs and keep applying them to Victorian-era... Uh, right. Technologies. <laughs> well, I, I like uh, I'm I love uh, retrofuturism that takes place more for our generation. For example, cyberpunk mm -hmm. is a whole like art genre that I love making gadgets and I love uh, taking old things and making them have like oh this old MIDI keyboard now it has Bluetooth and stuff like that uh, or this old 97 1997 like sequencer thing that used to cram a bunch of double a's into now it has like a tablet battery in it so i love the idea of like steampunk ethics applied to or uh, steampunk idea of like retro futurism applied to new stuff i was explaining to my mom the other day and she's like is that like uh, star trek but, like star trek takes place in the future this is like uh being nostalgic and having things take place in the past while at the same time it's like an alternate past where they figured stuff out that we figured out later that they could have done with that tech like that mm. always weirds me out when there's like a like a new invention that could have been invented like a hundred years ago <laughs> uh it's just no one thought about that combination of materials in that way right or like mp3 players we could have had mp3 players or uh digital music players way sooner if the mp3 was invented sooner because it or, or an even bigger example is um video discs would have been the size of DVDs like when they came out if MPEG compression had been invented sooner. 
Hmm. And that's just math. And, and just this idea of, okay, we're only going to store the tiny square of the image that moved. And just a note to where that square moved. Mm-hmm. And just a billion of these notes. So when you see MPEG like slowed down or glitchy MPEGs, it's just a stack of squares piling on top. It's the trippiest thing. But like tech like that, I love. Uh, some other examples are uh, Vaporwave. It's a retro future genre, usually music and, and visually. But uh, that's a sick one to check out. I'm sure you guys already know about. But do you know about Outrun? Outrun mm-hmm. is uh, a sister to Vaporwave that a lot of people mix up with Vaporwave. But it's more, uh, there's more palm trees. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the game Outrun? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So, like, the aesthetic of that game, but mixed, like, more of the dream of that game, not how the game actually looked. Because the game was, like, primary colors. But when you see Outwave, Outwave Outrun graphics, they have uh, purples and pinks, kind of like a cross between, which you see a lot in Vaporwave aesthetic, but you usually see, like, lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, more faded purples and pinks where this is like night vapor wave oh yeah with yeah. palm trees it's really sick and I'm just looking that. up retro future in general uh, retro future aesthetic and like aesthetic with spacing between the letters is like a whole umbrella of a lot of these things it's sick it's like those those 60s vision of the future with the pointy rockets and stuff but like yeah. our generation version of that like look to <laughs> things like phones that have a ton of extra buttons yeah like yeah. L- weird laptops <laughs> it's like look i love the, those laptops that were like a brick that opened in half and it looked like a like that robot that was just a rectangle from uh interstellar but like it was your laptop mm-hmm. that whole look just breaks my heart <laughs> yeah like alien and uh blade runner are both really blade runner is dead on Super out- outrun yeah, yeah. Uh, blade runner is a huge influence on the outrun aesthetic mm. well it's like the like classic cyberpunk it was like one of those first movies that really had that whole feel to it um, that like dark futurism are you talking about hackers not hackers no the old the first blade runner the first blade runner yeah, yeah. what was that i don't know if it was the one that we did that remix oh hackers man it is hackers yeah man. dude that's a classic man that whole it's like that movie and that look of that movie and the feel of it and the feel of like all this like near future tech that looks old to us now but was doing stuff that's like amazing still now because it was imaginary yeah <laughs> so it's so cool yeah the whole idea of like when they're hacking they're just like zooming through some like weird cyberspace yeah. you know looking for files on these tall like skyscraper towers and shit yeah you know what's an even crazier example is in jurassic park the first one i don't know if you remember this because it had to be pointed out to me later but when the girl is like hacking into the computer system this is a linux system i yeah. know this <laughs> It was, uh, th- this spark, um, it was way ahead of its time. And it was actually, uh, related to the computers they used to do the computer graphics in that, uh, movie. But there's these spark systems that did this obscure operating system that you really did like navigate in 3d to like do the file management. And those were real screenshots of navigating the operating system. It really looked like that then. Oh, really? And wow. it looks futuristic today. Grossly impractical way to get around your yeah. files. But it was so cool. And it was like for pros only. This was like a computer system that like started at four grand. It was for like oh, workstations. Wow. Damn. It was insane. All right, real, real quick back to this Neuralink thing. So I just, all right. So everyone's on Neuralink in, the, in this hypothetical future, right? Language is obsolete. But you still have to go to a job interview, <laughs> right? And then, is 
Is there a way like someone could invasively like pry you for for the real facts, or would we have some like kind of mental antivirus tech like, to like set keep up your own firewall? Yeah, like a mental firewall to like keep people out. Like, would there be like mental hackers? There's got to be a, a massive privacy things that uh, hackers will totally get right past and read our minds all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, just legally, there's no way any of this tech would get into like corporations' hands for job interviews or uh, advertising is another thing that freaks me out for use of that. It's like, oh, you know the thing I have an addiction problem with and you're advertising me directly to it. That's Endlessly awful. Endlessly in McDonald's. my mind. Yeah, just endlessly. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want fucking McDonald's. No, I don't want Because you, you get into the, the difference between uh, like two different kinds of choice because there's way, there's a way of looking at it where some things that we do that we appear on the outside to be choosing to do, there's this part of us that we don't like that we don't want to choose to give that part control and it's making the decisions in that case. Mm-hmm. And it's like we would have to massively grow up as far as how most people think about the brain and think about the individual and the soul as this like single thing and not thinking about people as like more than one entity that's using this body to do like this net thing of like what this person is. Uh, we have to really like think about things like that if we're going to like judge people based on like obtrusive thoughts that they wouldn't ever act on um, and things like that. Yeah, because I ever, I mean, a lot of people get those. I get those all the time where you're like, drive, I, think, drive, I would venture to say everybody. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. yeah. But. We were like driving and you're like, yeah, let's just crash into the wall. Yeah. yeah. On the freeway. Yeah, let's do it. Just like picture how the car would sail off the freeway. We'd <laughs> right. all get our driver's license revoked like immediately. <laughs> all right. And no then, one's like, fit to drive. The person that doesn't think that, like I'm afraid what else they've thought in that pocket. Like when I was thinking about driving off the freeway, like what were they thinking? Right. Like it's got to get worse than that. Yeah, There's they... like worse things you can do with a car than just yeah, like right. just flip it wherever. You can like flip it where there's other cars to flip into. I don't know. I was about to get like way worse suggestively. <laughs> I just like, yeah, shit like that happened. Pulled the ripcord of my train of thought there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. It's, it's double Bob. It's mid Bob roll. It's that mid Bob. It's middle, middle Thornton. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-348-0933. 800-348-0933. That's 800-348-0933. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
Hey ladies, when it's not raining men, it's always raining tacos at Juan's, Flaming Fajitas, and Cantina during their daily happy hour from 3 to 7. Things get a little too hot from their authentic Flaming Fajitas. You can visit their outdoor dining area and cool down with Juan or Dos Coronaritas. If you're feeling spicy, be sure to order one of my personal favorites, their fresh tableside guacamole, which goes perfectly with their homemade chips and salsa for one or two. Visit Juan's Flamin' Fajitas and Cantina on Facebook or in the real world at 9640 West Tropicana. Proud supporter of the rock and comedy show for two years and counting. Your new favorite internet radio station, RadioVegas.rocks. Hey there, we're back. It's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. That's a news slice. That's a that's a the knife we use to slice open this big news pie, and uh, it's a loud knife. Man, like movie knives are so loud. Like why you gotta rub your knife on everything when you pull it out? <laughs> just like a knife just appears on screen. It's like shink. Do you ever? I find myself doing that a little <laughs> bit. Like if just I like to I yourself. Yeah, if I take a knife out of a butcher block, I'll put it back in sometimes, and I'll like. Kind of twist a little, twist to, a little to get the shink. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty satisfying, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it really is. <laughs> All right, should we? How about some David Lynch news? Dude, dude finally, you're grin about it, dude. Lynch <laughs> corner. All right, yeah, so, you lynched it up this episode. Yeah, so David Lynch has been uh, just doing these little like weather, like broadcast. He just puts like these videos on YouTube where he, he just tells you the weather in LA but it's David Lynch is just kind of a weird dude but it's it's hilarious because he's like just sitting in this like office wherever and he's like you know it's it's Monday whatever May whatever and he's like and uh it's uh it's pretty cloudy here and he's just like looking out the window (laughs) like it's cloudy here in LA and uh, a lot of fog and uh you know it's this this temperature but we should be coming out of that getting it'll be 75 degrees soon and that's the weather. <laughs> that's I it. love how he plays with like, just like drabness and super mundane, but it's also somehow creepy. Like, just look at the coloration in this photo. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, is that for the rabbits or is that the? Oh, I'm looking at the photo for the news broadcast. Oh, the weather. Yeah, it's like, it's like, look, it's got that blue filter that Star Trek was put through when, uh, um, who's the lens flare guy, the director? Uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it's just. He just looks Abramsy, just sitting there, like. It's, with I, think, eyes. I think J.J. Abrams is actually recording him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Okay. No. He's got that time. Just yeah, like, he's just like, uh, you know, setting up a Logitech webcam on. Yeah. <laughs> are, there, are there any other like filmmakers that you'd like to see the weather from? Oh, I love this question. Oh man, <laughs> I've got one. I've got mine. Yeah, yeah, go for throw it. Throw it at me. Uh, I want to see. A daily Werner Herzog. Yes. All right. Weather. <laughs> yeah. The clouds are hanging low. It's rather menacing. <laughs> it's chaos up in the atmosphere. <laughs> the weatherman I spoke to, he doesn't know when he'll see his wife again. They were eaten by bears. Enjoy the sun while you can, as the sun sets on humanity. <laughs> oh man, so good. What about, like, uh, was it David Fincher who did, like, Fight Club? Oh! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be... 
I wonder how he'd do that. It's just like... I feel like he'd be all normal on camera. He'd be normal, but it'd be... Uh, there'd be, like, Trent Reznor soundtrack in the background. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. There we go. Or uh, this dude... Um, this guy, Joe Dorowski, um, he just made some, like, really weird fucking movies back in the day. And he was actually... He was going to do a Dune. He was going to do the first Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his idea is, like, there's a documentary about that called Joe Dorowski's Dune. That's pretty cool. Um, he was going to have, like, Salvador Dali oh. in the movie as, like, the, the emperor of wow. humanity at the time. So yeah. was this back in the day a minute? Cause yeah, he's an older okay. director. And, like, some of his stuff was, like, had to be, like, late 70s, I think. But yeah, he had some I, really weird fucking movies, but... I think it was, like, his was supposed to be the first adaptation, and then it fell through, and we ended up with the one that, uh, that Lynch they, they did. Lynch did. Yeah, yeah. But they brought Lynch in, like, halfway through, because the whole thing was just a clusterfuck at, like, every step of the way. Oh, it started as a, like, Jer... Jodorowsky? Yeah. No, it, they had someone else start directing it, I'm pretty sure, and then it just went through... It, like, changed directors a few times. Because, like, there, no one could, like, fucking direct it because the story's massive and it can't fit into, like, a two-hour movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm excited for the... Uh, the new one? The new one. Hell yeah. With, like, every star in the world that you could think of. Yeah. I hope it's going to be, like, a better Star Wars, but I'm, I'm ready for disappointment. I hope they didn't try to, like, rush the plot too much and just pick, like, a good chunk to do a movie on instead well, of trying to fit all, all kinds of stuff in one movie. I've heard it. It's supposed to be at least two parts. Hmm. And one of those, it's just one of those, like, uh, let's hope the first one's good and then we'll get yeah. funding for the second. I uh, mean, Lord of the Rings worked out okay. It's kind of like Space Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, uh, but they shot so, they uh, shot the Lord of the Rings all at the same time. But with like more drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, everyone is on the same drug, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> all right, and this drug, like, yeah, it's addicting, but you also live forever, not forever. Okay, you live like an extra like fifty or sixty years, and uh, and then some people can see the future and shit. It's fucking badass, man. Sick. Like, who doesn't want that kind of drug? <laughs> like, I'll fucking take it <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> let's go. I like yeah. I like the soma from uh, what is that Brave Mag- New World Brave New World yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because there's actually a mux- muscle relaxer called that which is great yeah and it's nice I know <laughs> oh, I love to go on it's long like walks one of the on best it. like mellow drugs of all time <laughs> I just not- I just realized I'm probably old enough to ask for a prescription for it as an adult <laughs> right. I'm not like some kid like I could, I could totally yeah pilfering for it anymore I'm like oh man my back's fucking killing me doc. <laughs> I think Hollywood's making a, a Brave New World TV show too. Oh, oh really? Which is exciting. Like I feel like series that'd be awesome. Yeah, as far as like the dystopian novels from that time, like yeah. that one definitely seems like it's yeah closer than like 1984. Clearly, America needs a re-education on the dystopian. Uh, they just need to do like suite of movies. They need to do Brave <laughs> New World. They need to do 1984. Yeah. And then Amazon, I just saw they have a Fahrenheit 451 series. Nice. Which oh, I they're doing a series? Yeah. Oh. I think it's like, out. I don't know how far they're into it. That could be a cool, like, sequel series just taking place in that world. Well, yeah. A- HBO made a, a movie, like, just a year or two ago. With, oh, dang. With Did uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's oh. the one I'm thinking of. I thought it was a series. It looked like a series, but maybe it's a movie. Maybe. I, th- I think it's a movie, but maybe yeah. it, maybe it's a series. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. Okay, so tell me about the other Lynch thing. Oh, so this, this thing, Rabbits, right? It's just this weird... This is older. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. 
And then this article, like I checked this article because it said like this, like psychologists use this this uh, David Lynch show Rabbits to induce a feeling of existential crisis in research <laughs> subjects. But the article doesn't really go into like that at all. Um, oh, it doesn't really follow up on the headline? Yeah. It's hard to explain how his stuff makes you feel like a racer head. Yeah. Like the, the feeling of dread and the sound design and just like how much it feels like a weird, surreal nightmare. Yeah. Like how nightmares really feel like in hindsight. It's really something else. So this thing is just called Rabbits and it's like a, it's a sitcom and there's just three rabbits that, and it takes place in this living room. I haven't seen all of it, but I did watch some of it and it's pretty fucking... It's 15 it's, minutes and you didn't finish it. That says a lot. <laughs> well, it looks it's a single single shot it looks like or at least yeah, one angle yeah, there's no other settings yeah well i think there's more than just this video on here every place i pause at people are the rabbits are barely moving or standing there yeah they drearily. don't it's it's like really just a weird sitcom feel because like they'll say like the script doesn't really line up with each other like they're all saying things and then one person will answer to something someone said like you know a minute down the road oh and man. then there's just like random sitcom laughter and random like clapping on places that aren't necessary <laughs> per classic david lynch oh, it's really geez. weird this uh, is the I would slowest suggest, stop motion i've ever seen i would suggest checking it out it's pretty interesting like the first minute is just like the mom rabbit just ironing oh my gosh and it's just weird and then like the dad rabbit walks in and it's just like laughter you're like what the <laughs> fuck well god God bless him. I, it's about time somebody makes something that helps you helps induce uh, existential dread. Like, yeah, I, like I didn't have that enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need more. Every, every day of my life, David Lynch. Maybe it's like exposure therapy, though. Maybe it's like healing oh, yeah. to bring it on. Maybe. Could be, yeah. <laughs> but if you can handle it, I'm, I'm seriously going to watch this later as like a, like a challenge. Yeah, see if I can it's leave just, it on for it's just fucking minutes. weird. <laughs> but if you take away, like, if if you were to take away my existential dread, I feel like that would be like taking away a part of me. Like, who? who that would, would be I like be, that know? would be like my whole personality if I didn't like. <laughs> right? If I didn't have existential dread, I wouldn't be anyone. Well, that goes <laughs> to that theory that like a lot of entertainers are afraid to see a shrink because they have ridden that that vehicle for so long of and, and like tapped into that. But I feel like. The truth is that as you get tools for dealing with your particular bouquet of mental whatevers that everyone has, you actually only learn how to better tap into that and better use uh, your craziness to uh, come up with things while not having it take over and not, uh, you, you learn how to tame the beast rather than killing the beast. Yeah, you can like dip a toe in Yeah. whenever you need to. You don't need to like dive go yeah. deep dive into the bottom it's domesticating the, the animal rather than killing the animal it's a feature not a bug yeah yeah well that's the thing is a lot of people also think that it's just going to lead to them medicating away their issues but when you treat a like a medication as like a crutch or a cast to get through a certain period and learn some tools on your own or you find the right dose that you can coast on and still tap into what you want to either of those as that's like an improvement in quality of life. It's nothing to be afraid of. So, hot tip. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, what we got? What we got next? Oh, how about this? I think this was yours. Was this Mother's Day brawl? Oh yeah. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure Ange sent me this one too. Yeah. Yeah. It was we'll, we'll this take a was, peep at this. This was the cra oh the the lady at like Red Lobster. <laughs> it was like freaking out because it was just a long wait to get food because it's Mother's Day and they're doing and like not it wasn't open yet so they had to do I guess like pickup and uh, she tried to barge her ass in there and someone's uh, escorting her out and she just like starts wailing on or trying to definite care in there well does it say what what state it's in like it could be <laughs> that's the weekend that uh like nevada said that some restaurants can open it yeah well capacity. other states were yeah that's shot i know it sounds it's almost more nevada than floridian it's uh in pennsylvania oh okay pennsylvania york pennsylvania legalize some drugs pennsylvania everything's right? illegal in pennsylvania and that's why crap like this is like this this is the most miserable freaking state to even drive through everyone's all sad and like yay the constitution we <laughs> guns to their heads like allows allow a couple drugs right? pennsylvania isn't the constitution great <gasps> Like it's, it's the whole the, it just comes up that's derailed my whole all of this <laughs> how annoyed I am with that state <laughs> legalize something right besides everyone being drunk all the time smacking their wives around Pennsylvania yeah. anyway that's why you want these cheddar biscuits so bad <laughs> right jeez just hooked on them cheddar biscuits get one headshot gotta, gotta like feed her cheddar biscuit addiction yeah let let Tommy Chong sell bongs in your state without putting him in jail piece of crap anyway, <laughs> Pennsylvania is the new Arizona for me I just go off on it now we had like a whole season where every episode it, it circled back around to dissing Arizona it was just sorry Arizona it was a good season though when's the last time you actually had some of those cheddar biscuits though like they're ah valid point a long time ago it's been a, it's been a minute I shouldn't judge without a biscuit nearby mm-hmm you yeah. can get them, you can get them delivered with uh, Grubhub. Yeah, just like oh. wink, wink. <laughs> a barrel, barrel of biscuits. I like one barrel of biscuits, oh, please. If it comes in a barrel, all oaky, oaky and cheddary. Yeah. All right. There's a uh, a, uh, a a startup uh, catering company that uh, a friend of mine runs. It's called Brunchies. Brunchieslv.com. Mm. You want to check it out. They do a, uh, it's cheddar jalapeno biscuits. Oh, so they kind of oh. borrowed <laughs> a little bit of the recipe, but then improved upon it. And nice. uh, they do meat, mon- or meat, meat church on Sundays where you meat can church. order and go pick up like a smoked brisket along with wow. the cheddar biscuits or whatever. What are they called again? Uh, brunchies. If you go to All brunchieslv.com. Right. Uh, cool, shout out. Check them out. Hell yeah. These three rows... Tommy, if you get hungry, are all sound effects. Ooh, I was about to ask. Longer to the right. And at any moment, especially this row, is all the, the quick little bangies. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah, have one. That's the vault door closing on this article. So we've actually got to move into news chug territory early, I think, because we have got so many. Um, oh! I think we're on a good, we're on a good pace. I, gotta, I feel like all I right. gotta steer it back towards automotive and uh, talk to you guys about the Red Bull soapbox race. Yeah, do it. I think I brought it up with either you or um, two clueless dudes Fridays at five. TwoCluelessDudes.com. It's the other podcast that I produce, and it's awesome with Mad Mike and the Hank. But they just released on YouTube. Uh, you find Red Bull, uh, Red Bull. Subscribe to that because. The soapbox races are the coolest thing. There is, uh, like, it's adults 
and they race down a hill and these crazy vehicles they make the vehicles have to be very light i don't know the restrictions and like the one we're looking at right now is like a bed and of course the japan one they just released one from tokyo and it's got some of the most outrageous designs and naturally yeah and it's funny because it's very polarizing there was one in like uh one of these soapbox races was in uh, eastern europe and they all no one put brakes on their vehicle and they all just hauled butt because eastern europe is like like uh the south in america <laughs> so these soapboxes the fastest ones were at this one but the most reckless crashes where people were like wearing like diapers or something without pants and they're like tumbling in the street oh getting, god you don't ever see the road rash they cut away too quick yeah but uh japan there's a streak of careful driving <laughs> where like they were just not going very fast but navigating everything perfectly <laughs> and so like the winners didn't look that fast but they made it but like some of the cart construction like this is like a cloud with lightning flashing on it <laughs> nice and these are great. Yeah, there, there's always places that you catch air. There's always places people tumble, and there's just the nuttiest crashes. I've there's seen jumps. The uh, the Red Bull. They used to do a, uh, a, f- a kind of flight. I use flight with quotations, like similar competition, all homemade stuff. And the, it was basically they had a, an elevated platform with water underneath, and whoever could get the furthest. Oh, uh, so you had to like make that. a homemade hang glider and shit, mm-hmm. or whatever flying device you wanted to. Yeah, because right. most of the vehicles, at least half of them, don't make it through the whole course. Yeah, no, this is great. This is a full course. The other one was, it's just one and done so quick. But this looks that amazing. high banked turn there. The high banked turn, so many people fly over it. It's so good. My favorite one of the Japan one is there's this old dude. Oh, did I skip ahead a bunch? There's this old dude that. Uh, has this face of stoic concentration. Um, it, his face looks like you're telling him an important story and he doesn't even want to nod to, <laughs> to interrupt the story. These monkey people won. These people dressed as monkeys riding in the banana. Nice. This banana was the winner. <laughs> and look how slow it goes over the teeter-totter. <laughs> He's just like, ah, okay, but just not crashing. Uh, man, I hope I can show you this old man's face because his concentration is great, and it looks like he cries at the end. He almost eats shit over the berm so hard, and you just you're so proud of him. Is this the dude? Oh my gosh! Yeah! Oh my gosh! Look at this guy. So his is like a like a tub of real rice, and he's got this face of perfect concentration, and he hauls butt. He's great. Not no one hauls butt in Japan like the Eastern Europeans because they were reckless. Uh, they would run into the cameras and stuff. And Red Bull <laughs> kept the camera there after like three people like tumbled over the hay into the camera. Red Bull's like, we can afford these cameras. Let him, let's get these shots. One of the cameras <laughs> all wet from like someone like spitting or sweating as they almost ran into the camera. Oh man, you gotta see the, this old guy. Uh, look, the, the face of concentration is he's like, you can't even tell this is occurring. Oh, no. oh, oh he made it. Barely goes over the thing. I hope this play-by-play is exciting not looking at this, but you got to look at this <laughs> later, too. <laughs> that that amount of concentration is what I imagine somebody that watched David yeah. Lynch's Rabbits. And then that face yeah, of that's relief. what their face looks like. Jeez, it's funny because there's, like, little swirlies painted on his cheeks. Everyone's, like, done up and, like, costumed out. Uh, but, like, he he looks like he survived a war, like that level of crying. Like, he almost... <laughs> he saw the face of 
death, and he's like not young. And oh, this fire truck one was really cool too, because it like it's the only one that looks like a you actually could buy it in a store. It's just so great. Red Bull soapbox racing. This box of strawberries. These <laughs> people racing a box of strawberries. There's the strawberries in it. They're throwing them to the crowds. What would uh? All right, you guys can make a a soapbox racer. What would you go with? Here we what's go. Your, what's your design? Uh, whew, man. I'm gonna go with a log cabin. <laughs> nice. Well, I think the. You've, you first got to decide. It's got to be light, though. It'd well, have to be like a paper log cabin. Yeah, yeah. Not, not an actual log cabin. Are you yeah. designing really this tiny to, one. to try and win? Or are you designing it to like have the coolest it? looking one? Well, there's designing points for to that, be, too. So mm-hmm. that's part of winning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you could like be one of the slower ones and still win for like the creativity and stuff. Right, what if you just make one that's like a battering ram? And just take everyone else out. But you don't race side by side. Oh. It's a time trial. Oh, it's just one at a time. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this treadmill. This guy's standing on a treadmill and going down. <laughs> it's like a paper treadmill, but he's the only one that did it standing, which is cool. I, I recommend say, seeing the Japanese one first because it's like the longest, craziest track that they've released so far and uh, some of the most creative designs. But you got to see them all. I think there's four out now. Red Bull's been trickling them out over the last couple months. Awesome. I think if I were to design one, it would be, uh, I, I would try to make it look like uh, one of those four foot lizards from Georgia. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It's like and, they're low to the ground, mm-hmm, too. Yeah. 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 They're aerodynamic. And uh, as much as people want to get rid of me, they just can't. <laughs> <laughs> or what about like, uh, oh, they're like battle tops. Do you guys ever have those toys? Oh, dude, like that's so toys, close to my idea, I'm going to say. Where you, like, yeah. you, would, you would wind this top up, and they had like a metal ring around the edge. So two people would, and you pull it, mm-hmm. and it whips this thing out in little, like... I totally area, forgot just, those existed. I love those. They and spark all over the place. Yeah, it's fucking I, awesome, man. I remember. I, don't, I, I never had any. I was... Yeah, I, I was, just... I barely remember it. There was a like rush of tops that were the kind that had a metal thing inside the top. So you mm-hmm. could hold the top and then run it along the ground. And it looked like a hot air balloon. Um, but the spinning took place inside this plastic bulb, like a light bulb. Hmm. So it looked like a light bulb, and you'd rub the bottom along the ground, and it would spin this weight inside of it. And so it would top all around. Oh, okay. I remember having one like that. It was, like, my favorite toy, and I was always mad that my dad could make it spin way longer. <laughs> He'd, like, destroy it. Anyway, I had to introduce you guys. So was it, like... like- it was almost like a gyroscope. Exactly. So yeah, yeah inside yeah. there, yeah. Oh, this one. Jeez. What so, about this other one? This bozo so. Bosozoku. Bosozoku. Bosozoku is another thing related to this that I wanted to introduce you to, or at least completely not related. But the fact that this took place in Japan and had such elaborate cars compared to the other soapbox races, although they're all elaborate, they're all great. But like I would say, ten percent sicker customizations. Bosozoku is a culture in Japan that's like a a cross between our motorcycle gangs mm-hmm. but way more visual. So it's it like translates to like running street gang and it started with motorcycles but it's led to cars and even semi trucks. And uh, it's this wild customizations where like the tailpipes will go out the hood and over the roof of the car. Uh, you have, might have a, a splitter in the front that looks like a chin that sticks out for like three, four feet. Yeah, I was looking at those. They look kind of crazy. 
I see a lot of those on uh, one of my favorite uh, subreddits is uh, ATBGE. Have you uh-uh. heard of it at all? What's that? It stands for Awful Taste But Great Execution. Oh! <laughs> nice. And I love uh, that. it's just all kinds of stuff like that. Like, wow, that is incredible, but awful, like, also is. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. The coolest ones are the Bozozoku semi-trucks. They were in some hip-hop music videos more recently, like last couple years. Whoa. There's also uh, a visualization for them on the uh, Teenage Engineering synthesizers, if any of you guys are in that club. Those look like like from Mad Max, but like well-maintained. The amount of chrome, like pipes and things sticking out of the face of them is incredible. They look like a slot machine on the outside or like a pinball machine. The way they're covered in lights and all the lights cycle. And what's the what's the thing coming off the front? Uh, like the long like a scoop? Yeah, uh, it's it called a splitter, splitter where the chin area is. Yeah. Yeah, those are for deflecting wind for time trials. So another motorsport thing that if you're like we were talking about Formula One on two clueless dudes this last Friday and how it's cool now and I haven't checked it out. But Time Trials is a new kind of motor, motorsport, like not new, of course, but increasing in popularity, where there's no other cars in the track. Mm-hmm. And um, it's getting popular parallel with drift a lot because um, there's a lot of interesting ways to set up a car for drift that are different than other types of racing. And Time Trial is also like that, where um, there's weird things you can do with aero, like those big splitters that just don't make sense in any other kind of motorsport especially when you have to dodge other cars. Mm-hmm. But when it's a time trial, time attack, I'm sorry, time attack uh, is a kind of time trial. Anyway, those terms, that's what you Google. And uh, it's sick because it makes the craziest looking cars. That's where that influence comes from of the splitters and stuff. Yeah, some of like the tailpipes are just nutty, man. Yeah, the tailpipes go awesome. over the roof of the car. Yeah. <laughs> or they come out the back like an array. It's like... Pretty gnarly. Shout out to Donut Media, spelled D-O-N-U-T. That's my source on YouTube for a lot of these cool automotive trends. So, holla. That's the end of my car thing. Yeah, see, these time attack cars have crazy noses. Look at, it's like a canard wing on the front of this thing. It's like significantly wider. Like the car is twice as wide in the front wing-wise for time attack cars. It's so weird. Like those, those actually look somewhat practical like yeah. the street ones that just looks like oh i'm just gonna add uh like a, a small uh floor table on, in front of my, it's like a porch yeah front of the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah a little porch on the front of the car like, <laughs> get a little picnic on it mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah these are cool all right yeah you see the time attack cars yeah yeah so we're That's... introducing you to a lot of stuff today i'm learning me too i appreciate it i i, I like like learning <laughs> new shit yeah mm-hmm. all day every day dang we're in the tail end uh we've got just a quick couple of bob thorns the last break's always the quick one so you want to pay attention extra write things down get your pen and paper papler out okay in times of economic uncertainty and chaos your money means nothing you may not even be able to get it from your bank or atm and the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down 
What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-430-7568. 800-430-7568. That's 800-430-7568. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-245-0471. 800-245-0471. 800-245-0471. Call right now. That number again is 800-245-0471. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Awesome. We were just chatting about Bleach Improv that uh, Tommy's part of, and I'm stoked about it coming back, because uh, I was saying improv, like... It can be really cool, but you think like your local town is not gonna have like the best examples of things. And like, uh, I, I'm just making examples that I shouldn't make on the air. But you know, you come to an entertainment town like this, you you, know, you go to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking Sacramento pieces of shit don't know shit about improv. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Vegas attracts people that want to just uh, whatever they're already doing, get it in front of people like just break into entertainment or shortcut it without necessarily like having the gumption to put the legwork into like steadily improving and Kaizen and all that. Um, I know I was one of those in 06, uh, just bombing the open mics and like uh, working on making, like feeling out what I wanted to do entertainment wise. And uh, I was crazily surprised by how good Bleach Improv was and how good like our, improv people in this town are well thank yeah we've uh we've been trying to put the work in we've been together for five years now i think and um like being able to build a rapport with each other has definitely uh helped us become better chemistry Um, then yeah 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 um and yeah additional chemistry like not just from working together but like we're kind of best friends you know we uh that does a lot for that kind of entertainment Mm-hmm. And that well, that's we were talking about. Uh, there's a, uh, a special on Netflix called Middle Ditch and Swartz that's improv and yeah, entertainment recommendation. Yeah, they they're you can tell that they're like 
best friends or really good yeah. friends at least and uh, they've got that kind of communication that, that only comes from being intimately familiar well I don't know about intimate you know very <laughs> familiar. familiar with one another <laughs> they're boning uh, <laughs> and we in Bleach are too uh, <laughs> That's not totally true. Although I guess it's partly two of the people in Bleach are now uh, an, an item. Encapsulated. Mm-hmm. Encapsulated. <laughs> uh, but just yeah, uh, being 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 good friends, good buds has uh, I think helped us get better. And thank you so much for for saying that. Earned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to get the other folks cycled through uh, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is. Uh, uh, I don't, you said are we getting close to wrapping or no uh, we've got this is news chug hour I'm glad you brought that up okay good, good good we're at the tail end and that's when we slice I feel like I did that one I feel like you deserve an extra one here I have this one the steamy one did we that's, do the steamy room that one's my favorite one oh, okay so steamy time for Greg I want one just for this one's just for me you guys turn away <laughs> there we go so it's news chug time when we really try to chug as many as we can. But if you go to greasyconversation.com and click on this episode, there's a link to this very same Google News doc. I really should check the analytics on it because I'm curious how many of you folks poke around in here. Uh, but it's fun. It's full of all the crazy stuff we found this week that we don't get to show you. And there's, this is a chubby one this week, so check it out. So what do you have uh, next, Greg? All right, so this picture that's been... I don't know how this thing... This feels like it's been going around forever, but it's this picture of a, of a baby platypus supposed baby platypus you know where it's a guy holding it in his hand and it looks really weird and it's got like a little tiny duck bill that doesn't look at all how <laughs> like a platypus looks like that's a rock it's so cute though someone had to have carved it yeah no he made he it was uh, created by an artist oh okay i was like no rock comes out like that or no in god now but like it it legit looks like a little creature and if you've never seen a baby platypus which i never had until this moment uh, you could totally think that is a baby, pat- baby platypus. I absolutely did until now. I've seen this picture before. Right? I yeah, it's like, been oh, going around forever. Of nature. And, uh, you know, people shop things onto it, like cowboy hats. <laughs> uh, they put a monocle and, like, a top hat on them. <laughs> looks but like the Monopoly Man. Is that nothing what a baby platypus looks like? No. Like, baby, not even close? Let's look at a real baby If, if baby you scroll platypus. down, there's, there's a picture of uh, oh. someone holding two baby platypi. I don't have to Google it. What the heck is what? And the craziest nail fungus photo just thrown in as an ad. Jeez, IFL Science, monitor your ads. Right. Oh, okay. The real baby platypuses look tastier, though. <laughs> like, you know, you see something cute and you want to, like, take a bite out of it? Yeah. The real baby platypi look like chocolate ice cream, like soft I was just they look like ice cream sandwiches. Mm. Like, I, mean, I could totally get a platypus ice cream sandwich. Does ah. it slide right down your throat? <laughs> <laughs> you just, Although kind of hold it up and do that like <laughs> let it dangle for a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna have a great time buddy uh, delicious although you don't get as much of the flavor when you eat them that way i yeah. gotta just chew so, you guys it's too quick yeah, yeah yeah i gotta chew my cute animals well no you have to because don't they they have like a venomous barb in their tail or oh, some shit right oh geez well you don't and eat that part their hind legs I think. you gotta de-vein it, yeah. them right yeah debarb them yeah Oh, man. It's, that's too, how do we chug when there's that to look at? I Guys, know. crazyconversation.com to see the baby pot pie. Man, just... Yeah. Now I'm going to be I looking made, at... I made us look away. I'm going to be looking at baby pot pie forever now. <laughs> All <laughs> right. And uh, then 
Oh, so we had, a, I think we had some news we didn't get to about Kim Jong-un like in the last few weeks, but he was uh, suspected to be like in a coma or dead. He went in for some like heart surgery uh-huh. and was gone for a couple weeks. And then so the rumors started popping up that he didn't survive. Uh, so then they were talking about, you know, who's going to take his place when he's gone. They're saying his sister was like next in line. There's a lot of family members that could take his place, apparently. Um, there's like uncles and another brother or some shit. I don't know. More news. So also, we're about to launch astronauts from American soil again for the first time in a minute. Thanks to SpaceX. More Elon news there. Yeah. What's another? Uh, there's a bunch here that are from you that I'm curious about to chug through real quick. Too. No, I think we got through a lot of them. Well, Wait, there's we a haven't... skull encrusted with teeth, Greg. I didn't see that. You know, let me finish the Kim news. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> everyone knows all the part I just said. I'm just giving a little backstory. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. But the thing is that uh, some people suspect it was uh, one of his uh, mind games, and he just he just faked his death to see what the people in his circle would react and like who who would step up to take his place, oh. who would be loyal, so that he can assassinate them, so that never happens. Okay. Plausible. Well, right. I saw a news story today that they actually they started taking down some of the, like, just within the last day or two, they they started removing some of the uh, uh, big portraits that were in uh, oh. public squares and oh really uh, a few other things yeah because um, there have been rumors that like it could be a body double sure it could be like a body double for now until like they figure out what the fuck they're gonna do but who knows. It's them that North Korea mind games, though. Or this could just be totally like uh, a U.S. propaganda story to make us think that all that shit's happening. And, you know, for whatever reason, I have no idea. But, you know. All right. I'm already past the gem encrusted Mexican skull onto this Elvis worm. This worm is the prettiest looking animal I think I've ever seen. It looks like an iridescent, like a. Are they like the little blue things? Yeah. Is that the. Let me find it. It looks like like the container of lip gloss from like your first middle school girlfriend. <laughs> it looks iridescent, but like it looks like the way that word sounds. Is it why do they call it the Elvis worm? Is it because it, it is, looks like it's like uh, sequined? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because of the spangulation. Because oh, they yeah, these die guys. on toilets. <laughs> <laughs> this moth is entirely it's like forty percent poop. Its insides just filled with poop without it being able to get rid of it. And it has a doctor that neglects it during that, too, and just feeds it opiates. Was that, was that it? Was it an impacted bowel? Was that what killed us? Yeah, almost? totally. Okay. He was found, like... I, I've always heard that he so was found on the toilet. but Yeah, so much of his uh, abdomen fatness was just backed up leanness. It was, like, record-breaking. Wow. Yeah, between uh, his doctor neglecting him and giving him opiates that make you constipated yeah, the yeah. Op- that opiate constipation ain't no joke man that's gnarly She'll I'm get sure you. She'll you should sneak double up check on you. that before writing your school report because there's some <laughs> details there that are probably iffy but that's the general deal alright so hold on you gotta go to the, the at the very bottom there's this quick YouTube clip of this protest there's this protest in Florida where these people were protesting for the gym to open back up, mm. right? Because they want to work out at the gym. So it's all these people protesting the gym by, like, doing exercises outside of the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I 
want to do this same <laughs> yes. thing, but inside yeah. there. Yes. So there's like people this doing so just like push-ups, and then there's a chick holding a sign doing squats. Yeah, I just saw her. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and then I saw like, I've seen a few different like articles about this, but one of them said, and the gym was inside of them all along. <laughs> <laughs> like just that whole like. You are the gym. I've been to Clearwater, Florida, and this <laughs> makes total sense. <laughs> total, complete sense. I just... The, the yeah, fuck you, Clearwater, Florida. Right? You're like the Sacramento of Florida. <laughs> you don't know shit about improv. You don't know shit about gyms. You know how to do our show. Taking them down. <laughs> You've got this format figured yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Just like this idea of a protest. Like, who's... I, man, they had to have organized that. That had to be someone's idea. They're like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. Some of us will hold signs, and then some of us are just going to do exercises that we don't need to do inside the gym outside of the gym to prove that we need to go to the gym do you guys think that in like five to ten years that Neuralink will make protests obsolete <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's we'll just, just all be we'll just all be protesting all the time but that's just going to be a thing everyone's brain like does automatically from right. on. we all link up and we just it's just protest like every a, goddamn thing instead of words you just hear screams of <laughs> ah Oh man! I hate everything. It was just like he, like humanity will just cease, and it'll just be like the never-ending protest, mm-hmm. and we'll like figure out how to upload our collective consciousness <laughs> into the space web, oh. <laughs> and just Tommy. go to other planets and protest them. <laughs> Tommy just described the particular type of schizophrenia my dad had. You just hear like screaming in your head. Oh God! <laughs> Not constantly, but uh, like when you have semi-daily. Yeah. Dude. That's nutty. There was like a thing about like your culture dictates kind of like what the effects of schizophrenia have on you. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Where like in places like they found like people who have schizophrenia in like Africa. They live in like villages and shit. And like they're cool. They have like little animal spirits talk to them and shit. You know, it's like real pleasant. They make peace with it. They're real Mm -hmm. like pleasant because their culture is just like, like that. Well, and humans have had schizophrenia since forever. Yeah. Uh, it's just their culture didn't, like, burn down the Library of Alexandria and <laughs> um, put all of the knowledge in a book that only the priests knew how to read. Yeah. So they knew how to deal with stuff like that. They're like, oh, you just have this spirit. So you can train the manifestations of schizophrenia uh, in different forms. There's radically different forms of it. Yeah, totally. But to be something that you can live with and know what it is enough that you don't have to um, deal with as much medication or deal with as many freaky surprises or any of the problems with schizophrenia as badly if you have coping mechanisms like that. And they're built into a lot of ancient cultures. Yeah. It's crazy. There was supposed to be someone... It's like you could almost argue that that existed because you would need some shaking the snow globe, some shaking the, the, yak, the Yahtzee cup to get some fresh answers, some fresh ideas. Uh, mutations and errors and glitches are built into us as a species so that we can evolve and keep adapting because we don't adapt the same way without some uh some hail mary passes at some solutions so you have um things that ways that people work where they're schizophrenic that they could uh be useful to that society channeling that in the right way just like autism is an obvious example of that there's uh and um another one uh uh, what's it's the word not psychopaths sociopaths 
So we think that like, okay, someone that can't understand normal humans' emotions uh, and can't really like do empathy or sympathy except like as a manual process, mm. they have to like read the book on empathy and like apply it like we might like apply how to bake if you didn't grow up baking. These people, it sounds like they're dangerous and you'd lock them up. But the majority of like um, first responders are exactly the same thing. It doesn't yeah, mean that you can't it. like learn to care about humanity and learn to uh, like uh, manually learn like love of your species and what's good for humanity while still like seeing someone cut open and dying and not feel it and just be like, wow, that's crazy. That it's like this machine that broke really interestingly. Right. So like it's that's a, feature, a psychopath, a but they're using it good. So like, yeah, that's my point. They have a place. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Working at a slaughterhouse, I bet you, you gotta have some of that. You just don't look at the eyes. Just right. Yeah, that's the thing with euthanizing animals. I've heard. So you just don't look at the eyes. That's a hard non sequitur. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about euthanizing <laughs> animals. That's the thing about euthanizing animals, you guys. <laughs> no more news. Oh man. Damn. And then, uh, oh yeah, we got the, the woman who snuck into Yellowstone while it was closed down. Because there's people doing that. They're sneaking into all of the national parks that are closed. And uh, she wanted to get some fancy photos, and she fell into a hot springs. Yikes. Was it hot enough that, like, you boil? Yeah, she got pretty fucked up. Is she okay? She lived, though? Uh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, she got some pretty bad burns, though, obviously. But, uh... Yeah, anytime some, like, I'm always on the lookout for articles of, like, people falling at the Grand Canyon or, like, falling into a volcano or some stupid shit just because I'm like, how how does someone do that? Like, what what goes on in your brain that you're just like, oh, yeah, this is totally a good idea. I'm going to yeah. stand on the other side of the railing at the Grand Canyon. I was sleeping on this one because I, th I thought she died. So I'm genuinely excited that she didn't because I can enjoy this one more then. Beautiful, lovely. Yeah, man. The scenery is what I'm looking at when I'm saying that, not the, the massive scalding. It's funny, but it's not lovely. Yeah. Was it though. Old Faithful that she fell in? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Old I think it was Faithful called, uh, would blow you up. Old Faithful would yeah, probably like oh, spoil you so good. This was <laughs> Mammoth Hot Springs. She, or near Mammoth Hot Springs, I guess. Which I don't. I'm not really super familiar with Yellowstone. Well, I've heard I there was like a kid, but stories of people falling into old faithful or like animals too that just oh yeah you just like your your outer layer of skin is just instantly gone yeah, and after that um, it doesn't matter because you're just yeah, you're in yeah. shock and then you're just gonna die mm -hmm. yeah. that sounds like something I need to put on my bucket list the last thing though that's the last thing well the, apparently this is, this is hilariously old news, but I didn't know. Shout out to IFL Science coming with the weird old facts. But I didn't know that nuclear bomb testing during the Cold War changed the weather for two years. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, <laughs> it just had that uh, butterfly effect. But I don't know if that, yeah, it's like super old or if that's new research about that. Yeah, the IFL Science is really cool for some uh, new research on old stuff popping up that'll surprise you. So I believe it's become the time we say goodbye. Tommy, do you have any plugs? Uh, yeah. Hold on, let me. There you go. Uh, yeah. Look up uh, Bleach Improv. Spelled um, properly. Yeah. G great SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you're in Vegas, definitely come and check us out. We uh, we have shows on first the first at first Friday of every month uh, in normal. I call it preteen times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say post pandy. Post pandy, uh, we'll be back, and the our our big spectacular show is the third Friday of every month, all at uh, the Vegas Theater Company. At the Art Square Theater in downtown Las Vegas in the Arts District. Art Square, that's right behind Arts Factory, right? Yes, right behind Arts Factory, attached to Artifice. It's a very artsy part of town. You guys know where Artifice is. The face. Yeah, Artie Face. The face one. Not Artisan. Don't go to that one by mistake like me. It's not (laughs) near there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and... uh, Check me out. Hopefully, I'll be uh, be totting it up live Totten live up. streaming stuff from an exoplanet. Now that I know yeah. what that means, now there's some uh, great exoplanets to go to now for streaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the technology of uh, finding these exoplanets, like I'm trying to get ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, I you want be... to pick out your own before people claim it. Right. Yeah. Well, totally. the same way that like podcasts. Yeah. If, like there are people that started. A, Forever a, a ago. decade ago, and yeah. uh, they they've got a they got the market. Yeah, well, it's not saturated though, because it's such a it's such a friendly format for long form, because you can put it on while doing other stuff. Oh, for is sure. Is the idea with that format, and mm-hmm. it's been so strong and so strong. There's actually uh, a record that podcasts hold for the form of media. Um, if you don't count. Uh, not delivery methods because television is a delivery method has been very good but there hasn't been one consistent format on television for the whole time so podcasting as a format like the general format of a normal podcast because there's weird podcasts too that format has had the longest span of being uh, good for advertisers and being monetizable and like in growth longest span of growth of any media format Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to imply like, oh, uh, we've no, you're not they, they've old, reached you're not the pinnacle no. and uh, <laughs> if you didn't start 10 years ago, <laughs> don't even try. No, but it's one of those things like people that are, that are worried if they're late to the bus to get on podcasting. Don't be worried. Do it now. You'll find your audience. There's more human beings on the earth than there's ever been. So there's never been a better time to just feed your cult and do the best entertainment for your people rather than trying to make everyone happy and no one really happy. Mm-hmm. So to make something that some people love, um, then everyone's okay with. And you can do that now, and you can do that in this studio. It's for rent, for podcasting, even during slots when there's something live on Radio Vegas, because a lot of the RadioVegas.rocks shows um, occur remotely on the station. Check out the schedule page, radio RadioVegas.rocks slash schedule. Tons of great shows to check out. And hit us up for doing your podcast out of here. We've got three Logitech cams. I only use... I split two of them up to do this stream. I'm doing six streams out of here. So you can change angles. You can do it all. It's all ready to go here with new gear and uh, nice temperature and space to spit around and it not land on each other so much. Yeah, this new studio is pretty awesome. It's the Kicker Clubhouse Kicker Cabin. Kicker Cabin. Yeah, welcome to Kicker Cabin. (laughs) Kicker Headphones, our headphone sponsor, provide all the headphones for this episode. And um, that's the whole story about it. Is this closing music happening? Yeah, it's true. All right. Bye. Ah. Be good. Yay. Be greasy. Yeah. Stay greasy.
Yeah, stay greasy, jeez. Oh, sorry. Continue to be greasy. <laughs> Rinse off and get greasy again. If you're not getting <laughs> greasy, get greasy. If you are greasy, stay greasy. Yeah, I like it.